the Broncos Blitz podcast with Ronnie K, presented by Tap 14. Analysis and commentary to help you get your Broncos fixed during the offseason. Subscribe on iTunes or Google Play or listen on demand anytime in the Mile High Sports mobile app. Welcome to the Broncos Blitz Podcast. My name is Ronnie Court. You can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K, radio on Twitter, as, of course, I'm always tweeting about the Denver Broncos. And, of course, their game this coming up this weekend against the Oakland Raiders, a big one for the Broncos. Of course, they look to start 2-0, but also their first game inside the AFC West. So I'll bring you a game preview, some things to watch as the Broncos look to go 2-0 at home before they hit the road. Uh, well, this season, of course, presented by Tap 14, the Broncos Blitz podcast, a daily podcast all season long, and couldn't do it without our friends at Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street, just a hop, skip, and a jump away from Coors Field. Just got back from Tap 14, and I tell you what, I got one of the, uh, I got some drinks to go, but man, just the tremendous burgers, the nachos, as I always say, I had to get an order of those, and uh, I did take a order of candied bacon to go, so uh, just tremendous stuff over there at Tap 14. Strongly encourage you to head on up to that rooftop and check it out man it is just great stuff over there maybe pre or post game of course that's a two o'clock start so the game will probably be over i don't know 5 30 6 o'clock be sure to check it out over there at tap 14 tap 14 on the web that's tap 14.com spell out the word for me 14 tap 14.com that's tap 14.com the denver broncos oakland raiders sunday certainly the broncos win last week was not perfect but they had a lot of strong signs that they could build on. And certainly that applies to this game against Oakland because uh, what seemed like an Oakland defense that just had no resistance for the L.A. Rams in, in all facets of the game. And I know the, the, the L.A. Rams, they have some incredible playmakers in Todd Gurley, Brandon Cooks, and obviously Jared Goff pulling the trigger. But it just didn't seem like a Oakland Raiders team that was getting much push up front and, and was not in control. The trenches and everything kind of fell from there. Uh, this is a Denver defense, or excuse me, a Denver offense that certainly should be able to put up points. And that's kind of where one of my first things to watch is, is that Broncos offense versus the Raiders defense. Because uh, the Broncos basically, well, nearly could have swept the Raiders last year with dreadful quarterback play dreadful quarterback play and now that they have a competent quarterback this year look for things to be different uh the defense wasn't special prior to the Khalil Mack trade for Oakland and now Khalil Mack is not on this team not rushing the passer it, it feels like a very depleted army without its leader I mean there's still guys out there but certainly they are not household names that are going to absolutely uh you know catch your eye as far as what Oakland can do on defense and and can be playmakers I mean Gilchrist is a is a fine player over there uh, Leon Hall is certainly not the same guy as as what he has been Derek Johnson, there's a reason he was let go by KC Reggie Nelson. So certainly there are going to be opportunities for the Denver Broncos uh, offense to make plays. Now, uh, watch the 
cornerbacks against the wide receivers in particular, because there will actually be some good matchups here, uh, particularly when it's uh, Denver on offense against Oakland on defense, because Gilchrist is a fine player as well. Marcus Gilchrist, uh, of course, for the Oakland Raiders, uh, is a fine safety that will be patrolling that backfield. I do believe he had a a pass deflection as well as, uh, I think he led the team in tackles last week for Oakland, so certainly in that backfield, Leon Hall, um, there will be impact players players that Denver will have to watch. Dominique Rogers, Cromartie, our old friend, Bruce Irvin, the linebackers. So uh, the Broncos wide receivers will have a little bit of a challenge, and 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 the, I think they will be up to it because this is a Denver wide receiving core that is so deep now, which is funny that we talk about it that way because last year it was Demarius Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders, and everybody else. Now we could be talking about them in four, five deep type of impact players on offense. You talk about Demarius Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders, who of course had very good games last week against Seattle. Uh, Then all of a sudden you have Cortland Sutton that opens things up. How is Phillip Lindsay going to be used? And who knows? Maybe, just maybe, Jake Butt starts to come on and becomes an impact player for this Denver Broncos team. Of course, Butt against Seattle last week, two catches for 29 yards. So, he did get four targets. That could be something that increases as the uh, offense begins to gel and begins to learn more of how they want to play this Bill Musgrave offense, who Musgrave was just tremendous in the Seattle game. So certainly the Broncos offense versus the uh, Oakland Raiders defense. That is going to be something to watch on Sunday. Something to also note, and I want to continue this Bill Musgrave praise because are the Broncos better coached? Dot, dot, dot. I'm not talking about the head coach. So hold on. Before you go crazy, before you before you start hot take Twitter and me on the, on the Twitter machine at Ronnie K Radio, of course, where you can follow me. I'm not talking about the head coach. I'm talking about Bill Musgrave because he crafted a brilliant game plan, a game plan against Seattle. In fact, I'm such in awe, I can't spit the words out. Uh, he utilized the weapons well. You know, he, he got Philip Lindsay involved to the point where he was affected, but not too much. He spread the ball around, multiple formations, three wide receiver sets to the right, uh, split out. I mean, he used so many different styles, and um, that is a, a huge, huge improvement from what they saw last year because of course Mike McCoy was just so bad last year midway through the season uh obviously ended up in his job being lost and Musgrave really couldn't implement what he wanted to do because well the whole offense was terrible because of the quarterback situation now all of a sudden here we go we have a a, a offense that is creative we have an offense that is unique And the Broncos have an offense that certainly is now effective. And uh, if Musgrave continues to pull these triggers the right way, we'll see how Paul Gunther and and certainly somebody who is uh, a defensive-minded, creative guy when it comes to blitzes and everything like that, but... Can they afford to do that? And he's a well-experienced defensive coordinator, uh, but this is his first season. As DC, of course, he spent previously a ton of years uh, with the Cincinnati Bengals. But uh, will he be able to get to Case Keenum before Keenum can deliver the football to those wideouts or Philip Lindsay Royce Freeman in the backfield and be very creative? So uh, I want to make sure everybody knows it. 
Could the Broncos be better coached? Not head coach-wise, on the offensive, uh, offensive coordinator side. But I will say this. You know, John Gruden, head coach of the D- Oakland Raiders, has it's been shaky early. Obviously, the situation with Marquette King, situation with Khalil Mack, trading him away, saying Khalil Mack didn't want to be here. Well, t- technically, John, that's that's not correct. Um, and almost kind of threw his players under the bus. And and is his communication skills going to translate to the 2018 game of the NFL? This is not the same when he coached in Tampa Bay back in the mid-2000s. This is a different NFL with different players, with a whole different mindset of how these young players think of you know we talk about how the whole moving away and or moving into a new generation the millennial generation how he communicates with them because now the millennials are playing and can he get through his message to them because he was perfect in that mid 2000s style but even then he was nearly a 500 coach. This was a guy who was hired coming in as a 541 win percentage coach. That's borderline 500. Can he get that message to his players? We will see. Uh some of the uh uncontrollable things that Denver does have a leg up on, obviously being at home. This is a short week for Oakland as well too, and that's a big deal in the NFL, particularly when the team is also traveling. So, this is not only a short week for Oakland, they're traveling and Oakland is not healthy either. This is an Oakland team who is dealing with uh, a Gabe Jackson with a pectoral uh, injury. He was limited on Wednesday. Uh, Brandon LaFell, back injury, of wide receiver. He was limited. Marshawn Lynch was limited. Now, I think most people look at Marshawn Lynch and say, yeah, that guy's going to play. Don't worry about him. Rodney Hudson, also the guard, uh, dealing with an ankle. He is limited as well, too. And then you look on the Denver side. It is full everywhere, which is just incredible to think. And tip of the cap to Lauren Landau, who certainly his program potentially becoming a part of why Denver is so healthy because they weren't fatigued in the fourth quarter last year, or at least they weren't visibly uh, gassed, at least on defense and offense. Maybe his program playing a part of that. So tip of the cap to Lauren Landau in that Broncos coaching staff so many uh, of the uncontrollable things Denver has a leg up on and certainly they could be a team that uh, could collect their second win of the year it would be a big one considering obviously it is in division my name is Ronnie Court of course you can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K radio that's at r-o-n-n-i-e the letter k radio on Twitter you can also follow me on that same Twitter handle on Instagram as well too because I post a lot of post-game video on my Instagram page as the Denver Broncos will look to go 2-0 this weekend. I'll be at the game. And, of course, a lot of stuff uh, is 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 going to be thrown up on, on milehighsports.com. I've got my uh, piece on the tight end situation containing Jared Cook and that, and that tight end uh, attack for the Oakland Raiders. I'll have uh, uh, pre-game previews, post-game work, and, of course, always on Twitter as well, too. And then I also want to give a hit, uh, hat tip to my friends over there at MileHighSports.com or helping out with that Broncos coverage from Sean Drotar to Justin Michaels, Rich Kurtzman, Zach Seegers, a lot of good stuff over there at MileHighSports.com, and I strongly encourage you to read up on some of that good stuff. So... 
Uh, that's it for our daily podcast, the Broncos Blitz Podcast. Of course, you can find me on Twitter, at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K. Radio on Twitter as our daily podcast wraps up. I'll be back tomorrow with another new podcast. And, well, as we get closer and closer to Broncos Raiders, week two in the NFL season as Denver looks to go 2-0 and would be a big win because, of course, you start off with two home games. That's a big deal. That means you got many more road games ahead, and they will then hit the road, of course, for Baltimore. So that wraps up our Broncos Blitz Cup podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Really appreciate it. Follow me on Twitter. Go to milehighsports.com. As we got a lot of good stuff over there. That's milehighsports.com for discussions, news, breaking news, uh, debates, player interview, coaches interviews, all kinds of great stuff at milehighsports.com. It's milehighsports.com. <laughs>